the sentence pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. podcast. Grab a sentence pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. podcast. Grab a sentence pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. podcast. Grab a sentence pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 249 of Drunk Dasher's Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler, and join me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel. Gables, what's up, buddy? I am doing fantastic at the moment, Tyler. Busy work week, culminating inside of a good podcast. Yeah, this is exactly the type of uh, R&R I need. Yes. <laughs> yes. But as far as like a personal stand front right now, it's like I am in the midst of creating a new project. It's nothing gaming related, but it's something that I'm excited to say I haven't done in a few years. Is it Project so, Gabo? Are you starting your own... Uh, is this like your own cardboard box thing you're doing? <laughs> oh, no, but we will get, be getting into something in just a moment. <laughs> okay. Let me know when Gabo comes out, because I'm going to buy that day one. Well, yeah. Well, anyway, about the project at hand and stuff, it's going to be something that I'm going to upload onto Facebook and on YouTube as well, because I'm kind of curious to see how the reactions will be. Because it's like I said before, this is something that I have not personally done in a couple of years. Some people will be excited. Some people will actually know this is probably the first time they've ever, like, you know, seen content by me in this way. So it's going to be kind of a new experiment, sort of say. (laughs) So you've heard it here from folks. It's like Colonel Gables has got himself a new spark and a new project. (laughs) <laughs> Nothing gamer related. Oh God, <laughs> he's he, Gables is getting the old uh, limp biscuit cover band back together. <laughs> Can't wait. Could you just imagine that? All of a sudden, it's just me inside of a video or something like that with fucking Fred Durst. <laughs> I, you know what? I was gonna say I'd pay money to listen to that, but <laughs> when you brought Fred Durst, I would no longer pay money for that. So, oh uh, no, it's got to be Jonathan Davis from Corn. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Well, we can live with that. As long as Fred Durst isn't Yeah, there. along with this, this um, beatboxing and all that other shit. But anyway, enough about me. It's like, how have you been, Tyler? Doing all right. A little tired. We're recording on a Friday night. Yeah. Uh, so, long day of work. Long week of work. Still kind of crunch time. Uh, but doing okay. Don't have to work tomorrow, so that's nice. Yes. Uh, I'm drinking a, um, I was going to say nice beverage. I don't know if I like it or not. It's, <laughs> it's a weird, it, it's, a, it's a beer. Um, it's just got a weird aftertaste to it, and I don't know quite what it is. It's like cherries and strawberries and caramel uh. and like and a mac, like just like it tastes like fifty different things kind of mashed into one. And yeah, it's something. I don't know. It's this it's this local brewery called Mistress. <laughs> and so I've never seen it before. And I'm just like, ah, cool, it's something new. Because so, I've pretty much tried all the stuff that looks interesting to me at my local store. So. Um, so you go upon something just try your just try your luck or something on something called the mistress and it just turns out to be a fruity drink <laughs> you know sometimes things just get, get a little tired in the bedroom you got to mix things up a little bit you got to make it a little different so <laughs> yeah true that's what i'm doing 
Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Finding some weird stuff now, I guess. Um, yeah, it's actually brewed here in um, Iowa, oh. Ankeny, so that's kind of cool. That's a good positive. Uh, yeah, supporting the local breweries. Uh, but no, I'm doing I'm doing all right. Uh, I was telling Gables before the show. I have played like pretty much nothing this week. Uh, I have been actually so tired uh, that I I don't even want to invest time like playing an actual game of Madden. <laughs> so when I play Madden, oh, now you know so it's bad. I, yeah, so I, I so when I play, I've been playing Madden, but I just play practice mode <laughs> for like thirty minute stretches. I'm just like like I don't I don't want to like try to figure out like deal with like third and tens and should i run or pass here i'm just gonna pick random play and i'll just play practice mode for half an hour so that's kind of what i'm doing and i, I and i kind of started watching arrested development again so that's there pretty, you go that's pretty exciting that's a great show and then oh i, I i'm all, actually i went back into fire emblem warriors i'm almost done with that. awesome uh so i had played a little bit i guess but i played that like early earlier in the week though um but yeah, I played a little bit of that. Um, I mentioned it last week. I actually did jump on the deal for uh, Near Automata. Picked that up for like I think it was like twenty three bucks with my gamer club thing at Best Buy. Um, and I pre ordered the De- Detective Pikachu amiibo. <laughs> so I'm not I'm surprised. Yeah, I saw it on Best Buy. I'm like, yep, yep, that's the thing. That's the thing I'm getting. So uh, I've been buying a lot of stuff. I just haven't had time to play any of that. Yeah, thing. but uh, Gables. What have you been playing, buddy? Well, it's been sort of, like, light in terms of how many games. I have been more or less spending all my time upon one game, playing it with a bunch of friends, and that is <laughs> Dead by Daylight, the same game that I was talking about last week. At this moment in time, I have invested 30 hours into Steam playing yeah. Dead by Deadlight. I gotta admit, going through, practicing little bits without some of my friends around, and all of a sudden... Playing with them and then just doing things. It's just, like, completely different in terms of, like, uh, an experience with that I have personally have done. You know, someone who's a very big advocate of, like, single-player gaming and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth and stuff, there have been some funny moments that I have encountered. One actually occurred while I was trying to stream a bit yesterday on my Twitch channel, which is Colonel Gables, for those that are interested. Basically, what happened was, towards the end of my stream... Like, follow, subscribe. Yep. Like, follow, subscribe. Accept yep. <laughs> <laughs> a request. I will, I will also accept a bribe. Anyway, um, towards the end of the stream, I encountered a player that was playing as a killer, and basically I caught it on stream where it's like, I was recording the ping of... A lot of my matches and stuff were, like, all, like, very high. Like, inside the two, 300 range and stuff like that. The highest I saw was, like, 900 and something. So, I mm. decided to drop out from a lot of them. But the one match that I was talking about that I'm going to be getting into is... I am playing on the map, and we're playing against this killer and stuff. And the killer grabs me, puts me on the hook, and all of a sudden, it's like, I immediately die. I mean, I basically just died right then and there. And I found that strange because basically in order to die in that game, it's one of either a couple of ways. One, you could be pretty much bludgeoned to death by a particular killer with certain weapons, or you could lose all of your stamina stuff or health by trying to struggle and escape out of like the hook. So funny part about it is after that match ended, 
I saw a message pop up about an anti-cheating thing going on, so I think that uh, Steam discovered that one of the guys that was doing that was, like, cheating or something, and all of a sudden just, like, took him off. <laughs> good. Well, I know, that's that's good news and stuff, but I've had various fun experiences with Dead by Daylight so far, in my experience. What's kind of funny, there is a match where I was playing as a survivor... And I am the only one left. I find a hatch, which basically means that I find a way out without having to power on all the generators in order to exit all the exits. So I'm waiting there, and I'm constantly just, like, moving back and forth between, like, a couple of wooded brushes to another. And all of a sudden, it's like, I see the last survivor or something, like, way across the map suddenly gets knocked down, put on a hook, he eventually dies, and all of a sudden... To my surprise, the hatchet opens, and I'm like, oh, so that's how that works. And when you know it and stuff, as soon as he died, hatched open, and I escaped out of the hatch, and all of a sudden in the chat, and after the match, it's like, oh man, well played. <laughs> <laughs> so there's been moments like that. There have been moments where I go through certain matches, and I just accumulate blood points, or these blood stain type of things, where I can improve upon this particular type of skill trees, so I can earn perks, I could earn like different items to help in terms of battling against like uh, killers and stuff like that. And I gotta admit though, I mean, the amount of depth inside this online game is really good. In terms of like content, variety, the way you want to run specific survivors and stuff, it's very adequate in terms of how it's presented. Now, there are some points that I've uh, experienced where things can be a little bit of a drag... One, if you're mostly by yourself playing, it's going to get kind of like a little bit dull and kind of uninspired if you play like a specific way. But with a group of friends, it's a much more palatable experience. And also, if you try to go like uh, immediately with, say, like beginner characters, say like a Meg or a Claudette, which those are like two of like a couple other different survivors that you have access to from the get go, it's like, okay. You gotta go through, you gotta raise these characters to specific levels. You have to earn their uh, teachables. Apparently each survivor has like about two or three teachable perks or something that you can transfer into other survivors. And it just becomes like a little game here of like, okay, if I raise my character enough and stuff and get certain perks that I want, I can give it to another character and do this and do that. So a bit of the whole complicated matter that is like uh, Dead by Daylight, you know, it adds more replayability, adds more like uh, experimentation, and I gotta admit, I did not think for one moment when I first bought that game, I would be that heavily invested in it. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, as far as other games and stuff like that, I, like I said before, haven't even touched any. So, that's basically it for what I've been playing, Tyler. That's cool. I'm glad you're still enjoying that. Getting, you know, it's always nice when you, those games come out of nowhere and you just kind of get hooked on. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's cool though. Um, yeah, kind of. Wow, that was a really quick. Uh, what we've been playing segment there. Might <laughs> have um, been the fastest ever. I think so. Uh, yeah, just that. T- yeah, it's January. If there really is, there really isn't much of a slow period anymore in gaming. But I guess if, if there, if you got a pinpoint one, it's probably, you know, beginning of the end of the year, beginning of the year. Yeah. 
So Honestly, I kind of view it as this point, Tyler. It's like you basically yourself kind of create the slow period, whereas like yeah. you got to manually just look at the games like, you know what, I'm not going to spend any time on that, or, hey, I'm probably going to get back to that probably months from now. There's no rush, you know. It's like it's you got to create the wait period now because the companies, the gaming companies, the big major like AAA developers and stuff, they want you constantly buying stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, you got, like, Monster Hunter and shit coming out next week now. Yeah, no so, shit. It's starting up again. We're, we're right back in it. It felt like it just ended, but this time next week will already be, uh... It, it'll be the beginning of the busy, of, uh, crazy season for mm-hmm. gaming. It won't, it, won't end in, it won't end until Thanksgiving. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Sounds like at this rate. Uh, yay. Uh, it's a good problem to have, though, I guess. Yep. Uh, yeah, but moving on to, uh, I guess some of the news going out there. Uh, I think we'll cover the big one last. Actually, we'll get get uh, get through the, some of the smaller stuff first because we can knock it out very quickly. Um, but first up is one of my favorite uh, segments to do every month. It is uh, the previous month's MPD numbers. Yeah. Uh, so going over sales figures for the previous month, and this one actually will have the top ten uh, selling games of 2017. Interesting. Uh, in it, yeah. So real quick, going over. Um, this, the top 20 games uh, that are top 20 selling games of December uh, at number 20 and 19 and 20 was ultra soon uh, ultra ultra soon <laughs> ultra sun and ultra moon I'm very tired I'm sorry uh, number 18 was Sims 4 17 was just dance 2018 wow. uh, 16 Xenoblade Chronicles 2 wow. which is pretty surprising uh, 15 need for speed payback 14 splatoon 2. 13, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. 12 uh, was Destiny 2, but Destiny 2 did not include PC numbers. There you go. So who knows? Yeah, that probably made a big difference there. Uh, 11 was FIFA 18. 10 was GTA 5. Uh, 9 was Zelda Breath of the Wild, but that does not include... Nintendo never includes digital sales in any of their... Um, they, never, they don't release digital sales numbers. So, yeah. Uh, 8 was Assassin's Creed Origins. 7 uh, was PUBG... But that was for Xbox One. That does not include PC sales because that wow. should be on the top ten list every every uh, month since it came out. Uh, number six, Madden NFL 18. Uh, number five, Mario Kart uh, 8 Deluxe. Four, NBA 2K18. Three, Mario Odyssey. Two, Star Wars Battlefront 2. And number one, uh, no big surprise there with number one and two, I guess. But number one is Call of Duty 2. Uh, Call of Duty 2. Call of Duty World War 2. Jeez. Can't do numbers today. Uh, but yeah, those are our top twenty selling games for the month of uh, of the month of December. Uh, there's some, I think, some pretty surprising numbers or uh, placements in there. Like we look at like GTA Five is, I think it's sold over eighty five million copies now, close to ninety million copies. It's also going down uh, the list too, if you've noticed, you know, because it's no longer inside the top yeah. seven sort of aspect. Now it's drifting down down the top twenty lists. Yeah, I guess, I guess though, not too much surprise there. Seeing the fact that November, December is when the big, big games, like the, the big guns, come out. You get the Call of Duty, Star Wars, uh, Assassin's Creed, you know, NBA 2Ks, all that. So October, November, December, I guess makes sense. But still, to fall in the top ten there, when you still got you know Destiny 2, FIFA 18 is one of the highest selling games in the entire world. Um, yeah, I, I think it's still shocking to me though how well it's selling. But to see Mario Odyssey, the number three selling game of uh, of December is really surprising to me. Mm-hmm. And Mario Kart 8 at number 5. That's incredible. Um, yeah, I think that just shows how well... I mean, Nintendo's got 
three games in the top nine with Breath of the Wild number nine. Yeah. That game's been out since March. So probably I think might be like one of the oldest games on the list outside of GTA five was to be in the top twenty was Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yep. And then uh yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Uh some you know, there's some decent drop offs there. You got like Assassin's Creed Origins at eight, uh seeing PUBG at seven. Um I think it's fairly surprising coming out. I think it came out. I guess it came out early December, but still, um, for a game that's not even officially out, and I think it's already sold over two million copies in that in the month of December. Uh, so yeah, I think it's uh, pretty incredible. Uh, I am curious to see how the uh, the, the Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon game sold though, because. I haven't actually looked at review. Did, did it review well? The games actually did review well in terms of, like, uh, the quality stuff. The reasoning I feel behind the not so much of, like, the sales and with them subsequently being on the top, on the, the bottom end of the top 20 is because they are considered the definitive editions of Sun and Moon, the original ones. So they're largely sort of like the same type of story, but there are multiple different types of content and stuff. So... As far as reviews go, they actually reviewed fairly well, but the feedback and also the acceptance from like major Pokemon fans has been sort of mixed at best, where it's like, a lot of them like a lot of the new continents inside there, but a lot of the, some of the hardcore fans, too, feel like it's, it's just exactly like the original Sun and Moon, there's hardly any type of other, like, instrumental, like, uh, changes, other than the fact that there's a different alternative sort of story mode with, like, uh, like with Necrozma, the big old legendary and stuff like that, that influences like either Sogaleo or Lunala or something like that based upon what you choose. Plus the whole after game content is different than Sun and Moon. So it's like, yeah, it, it's pretty much eh, like a double-edged sword at this point. Sun and, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. <laughs> do, you, do you think it's better than like the Pokemon Y and Pokemon Crystals of the world? I, like being... Would you rather have one of those, or what, do you think the Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon is better? To be perfectly honest with you, like from a technical standpoint and from overall content, I feel that Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are kind of like two third versions of like a, a game. Let, let's just put this into example. Imagine if, say for Pokemon Ruby and Pokemon Sapphire, instead of just having Emerald, the third game, that third game was actually split into two. Hmm. That's kind of like how I feel with... Uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I kind of feel that these were the games that they initially want to put out, but they had to spend more time, like, uh, try to develop the new game for Switch. <laughs> That's what it kind of yeah. feels like. Yeah, especially because I guess Nintendo has uh, got a lot of pressure on Game Freak to get that out as soon as possible. Yep. So I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if we see that, kind of hearing talks about that. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that game sooner rather than than later and it kind of you know it's a game we've we've all been wanting for over 20 years now yes. i don't know i i'd almost rather i'd i I'd, would gladly wait another year to get the to get the right game than get it you know i'd rather wait until 2020 than 2019 to get the better game yeah. but uh i was just kind of curious so basically it feels like they just they should have just made one big game instead of two two of them. i agree so. and that's the only reason why they i feel that they've released Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, the way they did is because they wanted to tide people over until Pokemon Switch. Yeah. Oh, and I wonder if maybe there's a bit of a... I mean, obviously, I don't know how well it's selling compared to the other ones, but I haven't heard any... Usually, when it sells, you know, when these games sell really well, you hear a lot about them. Yep. You, we, all, we heard about how well 
X and Y sold, how well Sun and Moon sold last year, and they're saying these are the best-selling Pokemon games ever. I wonder if there's a, maybe a Pokemon fatigue coming out right now. Where you, what you think about, it, we've had five, well, eight, I get four Pokemon games released in the last five years. Mm-hmm. When you got X and Y in 2013, then we got Ru- Ruby and Sapphire in 14, 15. I don't think we got anything, and then 16 and 17. Now we've gotten sun and moon and ultra sun and moon to be perfectly honest with you we've gotten pokemon games in certain values since like uh i want to say 2013 yeah well actually it's it's been sort of like a pattern like since uh gosh since like black and white or something like that where they release the game then all of a sudden like about a year or two later or something like that there's like another subsidiary like the game version or some or two of them or whatever so it kind of would be possible actually i do believe that it's possible that some people are just now fatigued especially since the sequels are like like basically sort of like game of the year versions of the same games released the year previous go forth and release and it's like oh i've already played this (laughs) yeah well, and plus they've released the the Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. Was it last year? And then, yeah, they did Gold and Silver um, last year as well, and Crystals this year. Yeah, yeah, Crystals. Like, like, isn't that is that next week? So I guess so. I like honestly had yeah. not been keeping tabs with it. <laughs> I know it's either late January or it's sometime in February. I can't remember. Probably late January. But yeah, so it was interesting to see it that far down the list so, so soon. Uh, but scrolling down here uh, to. The top 10 selling games of 2017. Uh, number 10, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, number 9, Mario Odyssey. Number 8, Star Wars Battlefront 2. 7, uh, Gable's favorite game of all time, Ghost Recon Ghost Wildlands. <clears throat> number 6, GTA 5. Number 5, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Number 4, Madden NFL 18. 3 is Destiny 2, but once again does not include PC numbers. 2 is uh, NBA 2K18. And number one, Call of Duty World War Two. Wow. So, um, yeah, uh, I guess not too surprising. Like as far as like it, as great as last year was for gaming, in the end, it's it's all the pretty much every single one of these has, uh, you know, it's a it's a mainstream title. It's, it's these are long running franchises. So, in the end, I guess uh, not always the cream does not always rise to the top. So maybe. Macho Man Randy Savage was wrong there about that one. Uh, rest in peace, Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, sorry, but that's uh, cool though. See, that's uh, crazy. See that Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. You know, it's a re- you know a remake or uh, up res version of a 2014 game, right. being the, one of the ten best selling games of the year. Um, seeing Battlefront Two so far down, uh, number eight uh, behind Breath of the Wild, a game that's on the Wii U. With 13 million on the Switch, with you know at this point now about 10 million, uh, Battlefront 2 is on PC, Xbox One, PS4. I am curious. Um, I know we have. I don't think we got sales figures yet, but I I still want to see the numbers for that um, at this point. So oh yeah, it still sold really well off, off the you know off the Star Wars name, but I think the uh, the backlash from it actually uh, reached uh, yeah reached the public a little more than it's it, it's not in the echo chamber of video game. Uh, nerdery it's i think it feels like it seems like it's gone past that and now i've now i've talked to people i've talked to people i worked at you know they're are playing the game and they're complaining about the you know the loot boxes and all shit but yeah that's um <clears throat> kind of a crazy you know crazy list there mm. uh yeah it's cool to see though once again nintendo has three games in the top 10 <laughs> uh for selling for selling games of the year 
Who would who would have thought that? Even uh, with the Switch coming out, that we'd see one game, let alone three. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Um, moving on though to um, other bit of news here. Um, so this is all rumors, but uh, sounds like there is a uh, Microsoft is bringing back the uh, the Fable franchise. Huh. Or at least at least trying to. Uh, so. The uh, Forza Horizon people, uh, Playground Games, uh, is um, they've been working on a new project. It was something different. It, uh, they call it Project Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the code name for it right now. Um, they it kind of came out that they're hiring people for uh, to work on a open world RPG action RPG game, and uh, that the, and they've been hiring for it um, as of late. And I actually found a pretty. I was I found a thing that was an article here is going over. It's all the big names they've hired. So they got uh, Sean Eistein, who uh, previously worked on... He worked on Star Wars Battlefront 2 and uh, Metal Gear Solid 5. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a guy named Will, Will Kennedy from Rockstar. He worked on GTA 5. Um, they have uh, Juan Fernandez. Uh, he he actually came from Ninja Theory. Um, he was a senior designer there for Hellblade. I love that game. And um, they, they actually had a, hired a bunch of other people. But pretty much all these people they've hired are people coming from... Uh, open world backgrounds or and more story driven backgrounds interesting so yeah so a lot of it i don't think it's ever came out and they've actually ever admitted to that yeah this is what's happening uh we know that they have admitted there's a second project they're working on uh and leaks of it started to come out i guess uh, earlier last year i didn't i didn't hear about any of these though um but a lot of this is as microsoft's doing uh i guess they um what did this was they saw how well horizon did yeah uh, Horizon Zero Dawn uh, sold over three and a half million copies. And that's that's numbers back from last June, so just a few months after it came out. So obviously it's gone up quite a bit probably since then. But uh, it just kind of Microsoft now kind of wants their own big open world action RPG game, uh, and it sounds like the fate the Fable is they're going to try to revive Fable. Uh, mm. Excuse me and use that as kind of the catalyst. And you know obviously there's already a a pretty decent size falling behind it. I'm kind of curious to see uh, um, if there's still a little bit left in that in in, in the name of that though. But actually, uh, one of the co-creators of Fable, Simon Carter, uh, he actually worked for Lionhead Studios, and we thought I think we talked about it. I think it was last year, or end of 2016, when uh, they actually closed Lionhead, yep. and uh, they were actually working on Fable Legends. It was that weird, that weird connect 4B1. game, was it? No, well, there was a there was a Connect game before that. Oh, that's right. And this is it was that Fable Legends game, and the game was in like alpha and beta forever. But um, it was like a four v one type type of game, like kind of like Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Um, and there was four people against one, uh, and you know trying to take the take the one down. Um, but Simon Carter uh, actually kind of came out and said he has mixed feelings about the reported uh, revival, saying. It's a it's great for the UK games industry and very pleasing that Fable isn't dead. He added, on the other hand, it's a little curious to get rid of the team that uniquely ex- is a uniquely expert in making Fable and then try to make Fable. Fable is a weird game and a tough one to deconstruct for a new team. That said, the team in question is very talented and I'm sure they'll do a fantastic job. So, um, a pretty good point there, I think. Um, and it's like, hey, we were like, we wanted to keep making Fable games, but you guys made us do this thing. And now then you closed us because oh people didn't want that so you're 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 out of jobs now uh, we fucked up so um, yeah I don't know I mean what are your 
were you ever, were you ever a Fable guy? Like, did you enjoy any of those games or playing? Not games? like a hardcore Fable fan, but I did play. I did play through and beat Fable Two. That was back in the day okay. in the 360. I own Fable: The Lost Chapters on Steam, but I have not attempted to play it. Never tried Fable Three. So you may say I, I'm pretty much like a light Fable fan, but at the same point, I look at this news and this like supposed rumors of a Fable revival, and like thinking to myself, it's like there was obviously some sort of a reason why Microsoft to begin with wanted to disable Linehead Studios and just disband a lot of the workers there. So, they looked upon the success of Forza Horizon games and stuff, and how their open world stuff is sort of, like, very immersive, very kind of attractive to people in terms of, like, exploration, like, content and stuff. Having personally played through Forza Horizon, you know, Forza Horizon 2, I think it was, yeah, Forza Horizon 2 on the Xbox One a few years ago, I can attest that... The open world aspect of that game was very addicting because you could go through, you could basically do like what you could do in, say, a Burnout Paradise, where it's like you could go through and race particular cars and stuff, earn different vehicles, then like you could beat friends, like different time trials and stuff, and everything else looks so crisp and so beautiful. So, in just having that development studio for Forza Horizon and then go forth and do like a Fable game. In and of itself, I think it's an interesting move. They certainly are trying to pack on a lot of the industry veterans, like not just industry veterans, but people with credentials of making good games into trying mm-hmm. to spark some life into a pretty much dead franchise at this moment in time. It's like what you said before. It's like they disabled, they pretty much like disbanded Lionhead Studios and stuff. The team that obviously wanted to make more Fable games, but I guess... What it just comes down to is just Microsoft wanted to try to do a fresh take with fresh people instead of like the previous like uh, development team and stuff, which probably in their eyes probably developed in sort of a rut after not just the Connect game, but also for this this sort of like Fable Legends game that was eventually canceled, the full four v one aspect. So it's like I'm excited to see what's going to come of this if they finally do show off some gameplay of it. But I'm kind of holding it with a grain of salt because here's the thing. There has not been, in my honest opinion, a honest-to-goodness fun Fable game since, like... <laughs> some people think the original Fable... I think Fable 2 was alright, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I actually... Um, I played through Fable 2 and 3. Yeah. Uh, I really... I, I dabbled a little bit in Fable, but that was my... I didn't have the Xbox very long, so I didn't get a chance to play it really too much. But, um... I really liked Fable 2. I thought it was a really cool game, especially back then. I think it was 2008 it came yes. out. Um, that, for me, was one of the first games I ever played like that, where it was uh, kind of open-world environment. And to the to that to that ex- extent, you know, nowadays we, we probably laugh at that out <laughs> to what, what, you know, what that is, to where we get now. But back then, that was incredible, this world that they built and how open it was and how you can have like 30 wives and you can have all these children and you have a dog. <laughs> the, the dog part was pretty cool. And, but you can just walk around like, it felt like everything you did mattered, like the tiniest little stupid things. Right. And it was just a stupid, dumb game. Where you can just do dumb things and walk, walk around with chickens and fart on people and do dumb. Th- it was just, everything you did was, it was just a lighthearted, but sometimes dark and serious kind of game. But for the most part, you can just make it as fun and dumb as you want it to be. And, it was really cool, and I, I 
you know, I liked it a lot. And then Fable 3 came out, and it's just like, they like casualized it. They made it so, the combat became so boring when it was the three button. It was just came, uh, it was just three buttons. Like, here's here's attack, here's shoot, and like, there's melee. And it was just, everything about the control scheme was was casualized. How to, uh, the world was so, it just became so simplistic. Where it's like, think was like fable too too deep for some people so like ooh, we gotta make this a lot easier and for people to jump into and make it a little more mm. uh friendlier to casual fans i don't know i don't know what it was but i when i went and played that game it was just like everything about this was not i mean in, in the end like a lot of a lot of the mechanics and a lot of the things about it were that the world was the same but they just uh, just yeah it was, it was a huge disappointment to me it was one of the Biggest disappointments uh, of, of the year for me. Uh, one of the biggest disappointments of the generation. Because after coming off of Fable 2 and loving it and getting this game, I was just like, oh, this game's not very good. Or it's just, yep. no, it's not very good. It's just not fun. And um, then we had the Kinect game. And then they had, you know, obviously Fable Legends. I think there was another game in there somewhere, too. Oh, there was that weird Xbox Live Arcade game. Uh, I, can't remember what it was <laughs> I don't understand. I don't like uh, but it, was, it either. Then there was a there was a mobile mobile game. It's just Microsoft just kind of ran it to the ground. Yeah, um, Microsoft has, has a, you know it tends to do that with some of their. Obviously, we get like we're on like our I don't know eleven or twelve uh, Forza game at this yep. point. Uh, Halo, they kind of ran Halo into the ground to a point where oh yeah, I think we got like hardly anybody's excited about a new Halo coming out anymore because it's yeah. like how how like. Uh, Gosh, just how burnt out. Not just like burnt out, but there's other options that do better than, say, Halo. I mean, Call of Duty took that guard off of Halo a long time ago after, like... Actually, now that I think about it, the last time that Halo was actually relevant inside the gaming space was at the launch of Halo 3. And then all of a sudden it just went downhill because Call of Duty, Activision with Call of Duty rose up. EA try to do their like their battlefield stuff as well, and that got yeah. more popular. And now, like Halo in and of itself is trying to struggle with this like this second trilogy without Bungie and stuff like that. And now the final game in that thing, I'm not sure if it's going to come out or even be announced like this year or possibly next year. I don't know. I don't have no idea what Microsoft's doing with that franchise at this point. Yeah, and you know, outside of Horizon, Forza Horizon. They really don't have a stable franchise at this point. You know, look, like I was saying with Halo, it's like that's a good point. Like Halo Three was like that. I remember working at a game store and being online, uh, being a social gamer, and it was like a fucking. Event. It was. It was like, and I, I kind of miss that because I don't feel like there's there's so many big games that come out nowadays, and kind of the ones that were events like Call of Duty is not really that big of a. It's it's still nope. a big deal, but it's not as big of a deal as it once was. It's now the social um, norm. <laughs> yeah yeah but i remember oh man i missed that where it was just like when a game would come out and it was like almost like every like the entire like video game world just like shut down or exactly something like it was like a small it's like a small uh town in texas and it was friday night and like the football like the high school local high school football team is about to play <laughs> so everybody's there that's where everybody like all the stores are closed everybody's closed we're all there and yeah i mean it, it's uh yeah, I mean, I mean, Halo Reach had some, you know, I think there were some... There were some good moments in Halo excited. Reach. There were some well, good yeah, moments. Well, yeah, but the, going into it, though, I think there was some excitement for it. And Halo 4 
Like, what's three four three gonna do with this? How they gonna how they gonna bring it? What they can do is now Bungie's not doing it. I think there's some excitement for that, but since then, you know, obviously, I think like Halo Wars two uh, that came out last February didn't even sell a half a million copies, oh. and it's on PC and uh, Xbox One. So, but anyways, Fable. Um, I, I I am optimistic because somebody that liked Fable, uh, it'd be nice to see. I actually know what I mean. I don't know if. What would this game? What, what would this game be? You know, like, like what Simon was saying. That like, it's it's a uniquely expert uh, game. You know, it's it's just an odd, weird game. Like, no other game did Fable like Fable did. Like, there's so many. They had their own, so many of their own things they did that was really cool and really fun and quirky. That I don't know if any if anybody else would be able to um, redo that. Like, I almost feel like this would have to be its own. This would be its own type of thing, um, which. Uh, which I'm fine with. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I'd be cool to see uh, Microsoft. I would almost prefer they just don't use the Fable name at all. Like, I almost wonder if it would harm this game more than it would help it. And uh, yeah, I think it would be cool. To, I, I just give it, make your own fucking franchise. Like, make a new franchise. You know, it's like when's the last time uh, they've had a smash hit new franchise? You know, they've tried mm. obviously with Quantic Dreams. I liked it a lot, but I don't think we're gonna get a second one of those. Uh, God, they tried Titanfall, and that kind of fell to the ground, didn't it? <laughs> well, they had they had the exclusive for the first yep. game, but everybody, no one really kind of cared for it all that much, or they fell off really quickly. And then Titanfall two came out, and it was way better. Yep. So, um, yeah, I don't know what what I just I, I I just think that it would be better for them to just. I mean, obviously, this is all rumor, but I I, I hope it's not the Fable name, not the. I don't want to see Fable back. I don't know what I want actually with Fable. Maybe it's better dead. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, just let it be its own thing, I guess. Uh, it would be cool to see that this is just one more franchise they can add because God knows at this point uh, Xbox, Microsoft needs their own exclusives. When you look at yep. all these new exclusives that Nintendo has, or all these new exclusives that PlayStation has, uh, they've added this generation. And you got Nintendo knocking out of the park with all these, you know, all these, all their key franchises, and then they're doing these weird spinoffs with their franchises yep. and doing things they've never done before. And they've created a couple new ones with Splatoon and Arms, but yeah, it just feels like Microsoft at the beginning of the generation, uh, last generation, created all these cool things, and they just kind of, you know, 15 years in, we're still seeing just more of the, those things. But speaking, but speaking of, I want, I want Gears Five, please. <laughs> Gears Five, um, but moving on to our final topic of the day and probably the biggest news of the week, uh, Nintendo La- Labo is what it's called. Um, it is a cardboard uh, accessory thing, Majiggy. For um, it basically feels like Switch. it basically looks like a hobby set. It looks like a cardboard hobby set or something that you would find like inside of a like a stationary store or some place that sells like a vast amount of like projects and knit things and all of the other stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, but they, they released a, a video kind of came out like, I think it was Wednesday morning, uh, came out with a, uh, like a, just like a thing, a pop-up saying a new way to experience gaming or play games. Uh, for kids and um, for kids and adults that are kids or whatever, and um, video came out. It's like five minutes long, I think, or not even. 
and it was just showed this cardboard and people were putting together it was like ro- there's like uh, rubber bands and stuff like that uh and they're showing different ways you can play the switch where like you can build this piano and it actually has wor- like 13 working keys and you put the joy cons in there and i guess with the infrared uh, camera and the uh uh or lens or whatever in the switch when you hit the keys on the piano it can tell that like the it could the joy cons can tell what your what keys you're hitting huh. so it makes it sounds like you're playing piano uh they also had a motorcycle where you can you like basically they have like the, you do like the handles on a motorcycle mm-hmm. and you could tilt it like you're in like steer like a real motorcycle excuse me like a real motorcycle and you could build a foot pedal um there's a fishing rod where you can actually extend out the fishing rod and um you can play a fishing game uh, there's a robot kit where it has a big backpack and it has two, like, you have, like, two arms, actually, and you control them with, like, swinging your arms around, and you actually have, like, the Switch and, like, a visor, almost like a VR kind of way, where the, the Switch is directly, in front, like, on a headset in front of your face, and you're actually, like, swinging your arms around, and it looks like th- that Project Giant Robot game, or Project, what was that game called, Pro, uh, was that, uh, Project Giant Robot, yeah, that weird game from... The, the E3 a few years ago yeah. that just kind of that basically that came out later and said it was canceled. Looks like it's being repurposed for that the and the robot kit thing. Like, so, and there was a few other ones like it had like a camera mode, which if, if, if fucking Pokemon Snap comes with that fucking game with that camera thing, <laughs> I'm in. And there's like a bazooka one. There's a bunch of other ones too. But uh, <clears throat> kind of the key thing is you actually build it. Um, it some of the, some of these they're saying that the piano one takes about two hours to make. Uh, the pricing model is uh, $70 for the variety kit um, that has like the motorcycle, the piano, the fishing rod, um, pretty much everything I said. But the robot kit, which is actually, like, it has, like I said, it's a whole working backpack with the arms and uh, the visor. Uh, that one is $80. Um, and they both come with physical copies of Switch games uh, containing Labo games and other software. So uh, these, um, yeah. Uh, there's also like some $10 customizable kits you can buy with like, you can do for like making and personalizing it. You can get, you can draw on it, do different color schemes, whatever you want to do. Um, so Gables, <laughs> uh, I've been like, ever since I saw this thing, uh, I've been trying to form an opinion and I don't <laughs> think I have one. <laughs> Like, do you have an opinion on this? Oh, I'm... I know we're supposed to usually have, like, an opinion and, like, how this... Oh, yeah, I don't like this, but maybe this. I don't... Yeah, go ahead. To be perfectly honest with you, this is definitely a bizarre move by Nintendo in and of itself. And at the same time, it's also a very classic Nintendo move, where they come out of nowhere and introduce a new project or a new thing that uh, totally takes people by surprise this project labo thing this is no exception i think for what they are trying to go for right here is trying to create another alternative type of things that's going to convince like more people that don't want to try out this crazy like uh, device and stuff at first glance though it kind of looks just like just like a basic sort of like a toy model set basically, for cardboard stuff. You can have your Switch in and this and that and stuff. I feel the price point is pretty expensive, especially what they're doing, and the material itself Mm -hmm. is cardboard, 
which you could easily go forth and fucking destroy cardboard if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah. It's apparently it's it, it, I, I think I heard it's supposed to be like pretty like it's more durable than like regular cardboard. So Yeah. Well, there are cases where like I've come across boxes and stuff like that that are pretty strong, but uh anyway, at the point I, my personal opinion upon the thing of itself, it's, it's it's pretty creative what they're trying to do for their product, but at the same time, I have absolutely no interest inside Project Lavo. And that's not because of, like, the creative concepts or the whole thing. It's just, in and of itself, I kind of feel the project and that the thing of itself is dumb. Not like... T- <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I feel the project in and of itself is dumb because in and of itself, you're basically spending 60 to $80 on pieces of cardboard, creating a little bit of a model in order to enjoy like what, like a five, maybe 20 minute type of gaming experience and stuff where you're going around just like with your joy cons and your switch. Oh, especially if you have your switch over your eyes or something like that, and you're playing in the living room. Could you see the potential accidents that's going to happen if people construct their Labo experiments, try to update, like try to like videotape themselves or like, not videotape, but, like, record themselves playing this game, and all of a sudden they fall flip face first on their Switch, you know? But, uh... Yeah, poor Switch. It, honestly, for that same price point, I could easily go out and just get other types of experiences for the Switch. I recognize that this is a project, and this is something that does not appeal, does not even target me at all. It's not that I'm not a child at heart, because I sort of am. But... Yeah. In and of itself, I would much rather be playing the experience of the typical classic, you know, the typical games and stuff that we are used to be playing. You know, like, say, a Mario Odyssey or a Zelda or something like that. I don't want a sideways diversion or something from something that's going to drift away or something. I mean, hey, Project Labo could be pretty, probably could be pretty interesting to try out. I mean... I do see this thing selling out almost immediately at launch because we've seen records over the past couple years that if Nintendo puts out a specific niche of a product, people are going to buy it up and really sell it online. (laughs) Yeah, true. Yeah. So now instead of like, say, NES Classics or Super Nintendo Classics or Switches or like Mario Serial, it's going to be fucking cardboard projects. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what do you think, Tyler? Man. Yeah. Like, obviously, we're not target audience for this, but, like, I just... I'm not trying to be shallow here, but it's fucking cardboard, man. (laughs) Like, it's cardboard. And they're charging $70 for this. $70. I know there's some... There's strings in there, and there's, like, a a Switch game in there, but what are these games? Like, I want to, like... What are like? Like I know, like maybe I shouldn't be getting throwing too much shade because I bought the VR and I got a lot of money invested in that VR. Yeah. And there's a lot of just tech demos at this point. And th- this is obviously a lot cheaper to get into, but it's fucking cardboard. Um, I can't get past you it. Wanna, like, you want to simulate just... the friggin' Nintendo Labo experience? Why don't you get yourself one of those fucking like Gear VR type of like cardboard stuff that you construct to put on your face? <laughs> True. This is like yeah, the Google cardboard, like the yeah, the Google, Google cardboard shit. Whatever. The fuck yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I don't think I hate it. I just, 
I can't wrap my mind around. I kind it. of understand like, what you're thinking too. It's I'm on the like, same pathway as well, where it's like I understand the concept. I'm laughing at the thought that people are going to be paying seventy, eighty dollars for cardboard, but at the like <laughs> in the world of Amazon, where we get shit shipped to us like every other day, like there's like we get cardboard shipped to us boxes every day. Yep. And now we're we're just gonna get little. Now we're just gonna get a box full of cardboard shipped to us. Uh, I mean, I oh man, I don't know. I <clears throat> maybe yeah, like you said, I don't. We don't have kids. Uh, Justin's really excited about well, it. You know, I, I'm about not surprised. Away. I mean, look what he has. He has two kids of his own. It's probably going to be a good family yeah. project for them to go through and construct, and they're yeah. probably going to have a lot of fun for that. You know, that's the type of market Nintendo I feel is aiming towards. Uh, it's nothing for like say you and I who are very much like independent and pretty much go after the type of gaming experiences we want to. Plus, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I, 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 I feel like Justin's gonna play this more than his kids will. I just want to point that out. There. <laughs> I'm gonna back away from the mic now. But uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I get. Yeah, obviously he has kids and all that. Uh, like, I guess I just want to know more about it than like a four minute video and a few little things coming out after the fact. Uh, they said this isn't like their attempt at VR. Um, I just, yeah, I want to know. I want to know more about it. Like, this stuff isn't cheap. Um, I mean, it's not incredibly expensive, but for what it is, it's not incredibly cheap either. Uh, this reminds me of like past Nintendo projects in terms of accessories for their systems in the past, most predominantly from yeah. the NES days. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, like Nintendo loves selling accessories yep. like that. I swear to God, they must like make the majority of the money off accessories. Let's not forget um, they put out on the Super Nintendo a Super Scope, which had some games supported to it, but the damn thing took like about six AA batteries and like died after about a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, I had one of those. It was dumb. I had that. that I, all I had was that, for that stupid Yoshi game. Or yep, something. Yoshi Safari. Was, yeah, that game sucked. Um, and then there's the, there's the power glove. Oh yeah, power glove where it only worked on specific like type of games while inputting like specific codes for the games and stuff so they would work better. Yeah. And then all anything that worked on that damn like power glove was the freaking D pad and the buttons. Yeah, the 64 DD, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I I don't know. <laughs> I I just I'm still trying to form an opinion, like or, like trying to. Like, think of something concrete. And I just got nothing. <laughs> I told Justin, I have not been, like, this perplexed since Trump won the election. Like, <laughs> what? Really? What? Okay. All right. Okay. Well, personally, with me, it was um, Wii Music. That was the last one that perplexed me. <laughs> yeah. That was a weird one. It really was. Uh... The Wii U, actually, that whole E3 press conference yep. when they announced the Wii U was pretty bad too. That's pretty funny too. And those those E3s when they just showed stock prices, that was pretty fun. Um, <laughs> those my, that was my favorite reveal was the, the was a chart going up. Chart going up, then um, all of a sudden it's like they freaking like ended their presentation with these like computer and be like just like firecracker like fireworks show <laughs> with Reggie standing on the stage. <laughs> Reggie, he's a weird motherfucker. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, man, it's just it's it's goddamn cardboard, <laughs> and I just I kind of like I'm not 
hating it. I just want more details about it. I guess. Like, I I need like I needed like a direct on it or something. I don't know, man. I need more on this. Apparently, it's coming out on four twenty April twentieth. Makes sense, I guess. Get high and play with cards. <laughs> I, um, I can imagine people doing just that. <laughs> Oh, the state of Washington was down today as people lined up to play Project Lobo as they're smoking the marijuana. And then they have yeah. the footage and all of a sudden you just have a couple tokers or something like that at the Lobo on their face or switch on their eyes. It's like, hey man, I can actually touch the sky! Yeah. yeah I'm playing fucking Project Robot. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I'm curious just what the games are, honestly, yeah. more than anything. Like, if this is cool stuff coming out, maybe, like, potentially, there's, some, like, looking at potentially, there could be a lot of cool stuff coming out of this. You know, with some, maybe some, uh, th- I do see some, maybe some VR into this, where, like, right now, it comes with a bunch of tech demos, but down the line, maybe we're going to see some slightly bigger stuff. Uh, maybe some, di- we like, downloadable shit or some $20 games here and yeah. there or whatever. So, if this, I, I think this thing initially is going to be very successful. I just, uh, I, I just kind of wonder what the long term is. And, like, what if, like this thing's built for kids, but kids are clumsy. What if they fall on the cardboard and they break the card? They like, smash it. Like I, I imagine this. I know it's supposed to be more durable than regular cardboard, but it's still it's still fucking cardboard. Card- it's still you it, get yeah, it wet. It, it's ruined. It's, core. it's cardboard. Yeah, if a kid spills his apple juice on it, if a kid sneezes in it, falls or it. the key accidentally pisses on it, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of variables here, man. I'm not I'm not a big fan of all these variables. Uh, I don't like variables. Um, in the yeah. bathtub. <laughs> yeah, one of these asshole kids decides throwing the bathtub. Plug um, play with Magic Lava. Oh, the switch fell out. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I'm just kind of curious what when I'm, people get some, get their hands on it. I wanna I wanna hear more about that when like when some of like the. Like Giant Bomb, IGN, GameSpot. Oh, that would be funny as hell seeing like Jeff Gertzman with that damn Lavo thing on his face going yeah. around. Like, what? That needs to be like the new Verodio thing where they like they play like VR games like once a yeah. month. I just want Nintendo Labo. Um, we're going wacko for Labo. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I don't man. This is. I feel like we're like just throwing shit at the wall at this point and seeing what sticks with with this so i don't know i'm curious like nintendo's been riding this high late you know obviously since they can afford to try to uh, experiment like labo yeah they're riding a the high and they're gonna ride all the way to 420 with nintendo labo so um who knows this could be the like we were talking about i think last week a couple weeks ago whatever it was about uh positive press and positive things coming to nintendo yeah. this could be one more big hit for them or i mean i wouldn't be surprised a year from now this is something like when we're talking about like worst gaming moment is like remember remember Nintendo Labo is that, that was a thing <laughs> at the end of the year or like that remember that was dumb uh, I feel like that this could be big or this I feel like there's no in between it's either gotta be like a bit like a next like one of the next big things or it's gonna be just another stupid accessory that mm. uh, people lost their minds over so and then ended up being nothing like the connect or the move things like that um the Wii. Um so Yeah. Nintendo Labo. <laughs> it's fucking cardboard. That should be the slogan. It's fucking cardboard. We at uh, Nintendo would like to extend our new product line, Nintendo Labo. 
It's just fucking cardboard. <laughs> what if what if they didn't even like put it in an actual box? Like the the it was just the cardboard was the box. <laughs> <It's>, uh... <laughs> and you open the cardboard box and there's the game inside of it. And all of a sudden yeah, you gotta like, deconstruct yeah. the box in order to make <laughs> box, another box. To build the box, yeah. This is great. I love what you're thinking. You get yeah that would be great and he's just like and you like you get it and you're like what's in the box and you open it up and it's just yeah it's like the game oh that'd be great i'm in for that honestly i'd buy one just for that moment i'd buy the i'm not gonna buy the 80 dollar robot kit that's stupid oh my god uh, i'm gonna buy the variety kit if anything yeah, it's still oh bucks. god now the freaking um, mystery and perplexity is gonna force you to buy one of these stupid yeah dude i kind of want nintendo to like go like Kind of like you know, like the loot crate shit. Yeah. Every week. Like I get every or every month, I get Louis the Bark Box every month. I want like one of the like, give me like a N- Nintendo Labo box, the Labo where box. it's just every month they ship you a random Labo box, and it's just got a random. Hey, here's a random thing you can build with a random game. I can see the like, first Labo box monthly or something. They open you open the box. It's like, hey, look at this. I got another Mario pair of underwear. I'm gonna add this to the drawer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then at the uh, after you take all the stuff out of it, then you like you fucking build. Uh, I don't know a bird out of it. Like, that's one of the things you can do. You can build a fucking bird out of it. Like, am I gonna build a giraffe? I don't know. This is what I pay uh, eighty dollars for to build a cardboard bird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm man. Honestly, I like our ideas better. Oh my god. We should god. make our own. I'm gonna call it Drunk Nerds Gabo. <laughs> that's what we're gonna call it. <laughs> that's Project Gabo for you. We figured out what it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. We've had Gabo. we've had references to say like Kerbo First Blood and stuff like that in the past episodes. Oh, yeah. But now it's like oh, yeah. it's like Project Gabo. It's like it's just fucking cardboard. <laughs> just ship you a random like it's a random fucking like in the box. Of course, if it was it's a, like, if it was our cardboard box and stuff they were charging money for or something like that, we would include like a free little trinket or something like that. Now, if you order now from drunk-nerds.com, you get your Project Gabo lunchbox right here. You gotta deconstruct the box in order to go ahead and construct the canteen that's inside of it. Oh, what's the yeah. mystery drink this week, Billy? Oh, it tastes like beer! It's like, nope. Nope, that's just the tears of the loneliness. Is it a sour or is it an IPA? What's the one you'll never know? <laughs> the kid takes a drink It's like, it's an IPA! <laughs> Obviously, Tyler put this one together. So that are fucking double IPA. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know what? I think we should just work for Nintendo. They just like throw their ideas at us, give us an hour to talk about it, and we'll just like we'll just make it better. Subs- I, I, we keep making the money, but they don't listen. <laughs> then they subsequently um, just kick us out of the door as soon as the yeah. meeting starts. <laughs> We're gonna have to go up to Redman and pitch some ideas. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to some old shows and like, hey, I made all these ideas. We we thought of these ideas on the fly. How come you didn't think of these? These are way better. <laughs> uh, like that Pokemon movie directed by Michael Bay. I'm so <laughs> uh, Just a reenactment of Armageddon with Pokemon. Oh, no. Uh, I'm in for that. Uh, so, yeah. Fucking make that happen, too, while you're at it. And we know what? what? Make the Pokemon uh, art movie with, by, directed by Michael Bay, but a reenactment of Armageddon, but with, with, instead of animation... Use la- uh, leftover Labo boxes that one buys. You construct them all out of that. <laughs> oh my god, yes. that would be freaking yeah. crazy. Just thinking about it. Yeah. Fucking Michael Bay directing cardboard boxes and all of a sudden the explosions happen. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. 
That'd be great. They just like randomly, like, spontaneously catches on fire from them. And then you like you read a news report about how they did like a scene where like they caught one of the things on like uh, Charmander, like like his, his cardboard tail actually caught the entire thing on fire and burned himself. <laughs> from the hit, it's like from the hit movie Transformers. Director Michael Bay, in collaboration with the man that created Armageddon, has teamed with Nintendo to bring out for you Armageddon Labo. Pokemon edition. And all of a sudden you just see Pikachu yes. just come out in the cardboard box and stuff like that. Try to face off against battle against a freaking Jigglypuff and all of a sudden you just explosions everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Random product placement. It's like Nurse Nurse uh, Joy walking around with like a Mountain Dew in her hand for, for no reason. Uh, Hi, Tulabo, I get a free drink. It's an IPA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu is walking around with the random uh, dr- drunk dashers loot box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Oh man. Oh fuck. We yeah. We've always talked about Labo for too long. Oh. Uh, but it, honestly, I, I'm way more excited about what we said than what Nintendo. I agree. <laughs> so, uh, oh, boy, wacko for Labo. Uh, I do. I actually. I uh I don't know if I told you I watched that Pokemon I Choose You movie. Really? Yeah, it's not bad. Really? It wasn't bad. Yeah, I rented it. It was like four oh, bucks. Okay. Uh, it's worth the watch for someone that hasn't really actually watched Pokemon in like fifteen wow. years. Huh. Uh, it was cool to see. Uh, it's like a reimagining like the the first like handful of episodes. Um, but yeah, it was actually not bad. You know, for a <laughs> Uh, Cartoon Network uh, movie, you know, a TV show for kids. Not bad. But yeah, I don't know. I think that's going to wrap up the show, yeah. Gables. Uh, yeah. Fucking. We somehow killed 30 minutes talking about fucking cardboard. We <laughs> um, do wonders never cease. Yes. We are fucking musicians. <laughs> man. I mean, musician, musicians. Magicians. I can't talk anymore. Uh, fucking cardboard. Um, but yeah. Thanks for listening, I guess, guys. Is that, is that our show? That's basically Maybe our show. Talk about. <laughs> that is our show. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Man, woo, I am fucking tired. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening, though. Uh, if you guys want to hear more from us, we have a Facebook page and group, Drunk Dashers Podcast. Like and join us on there. On Twitter, it is at Drunk Nerds Pod. Uh, follow us on there. On YouTube, Drunk Nerds. Subscribe. If podcast goes up there, give us a big old like uh, on the, on the uh, video and you know like I said subscribe uh, on Twitch uh, Twitch.tv slash Drunkness Podcast also Twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables yep. um, follow us on there send for requests on both of those please and uh, you know share those out to people we really greatly appreciate it and also obviously on iTunes as well uh, Drunk Nerds, Drunk Dashers podcast. Subscribe to us. Leave us a five star review. Nice, leave a nice little comment. Mm-hmm. Also, greatly appreciate that. Um, Want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, I was your host. Uh, I was Tyler, and I have been Colonel Gables. So until next week, everyone, play yourself something great and enjoy yourself. Crack something open and listen to Drunk Dash Nerds. <laughs> and don't spend seventy dollars on cardboard. That too. Bye, everyone. Bye.
Excuse me. You too many beers there. Anyways, we're on iTunes now, so go on there, check us out. And if you like us, leave us a review. And we'll even shout you out. And Jack will send you his credit card number. <laughs>